Rossi Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to another episode of Podcast the Podcast where you don't have to be Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom, Vikings Tier Grassi. And today, oh, today, it's the first preview of the season. And <laughs> right off the bat, it's going to be something special. Drew already changed out to make sure that the Brett Favre jersey was on display. And so with me today to break down week one, we got the folks from Vikings Report with Drew and Ted. Ladies and gentlemen, Drew and Ted. Hi, everybody. Hey, everybody. They're not, they're not booing. They're saying Drew. Yeah, that's, that's what they're no, saying. They're Drew. Come, on, <laughs> Come on, boo away, man. Boo away. Guys, doing, I, uh, I, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I can already tell that this is going to be an experience, 100%. Um, but Tom the Minnesota said. Vikings, you guys, uh, last year, you were the yeah. team that was like, if the last two minutes of the year, like every game did not exist, you guys were a playoff team. Like you guys did it. So I don't know if you want to hang a banner for that, but I mean, the option is there. Best 58 minute team in football. Yeah. Hey. Lord hey. knows we've been waiting to hang a banner 61 years. Might as well hang that one. <laughs> I'm just saying you could roll it out. Drew, I, you already showed me the towel of the back-to-back division champs. You you know, do they make shirts Tom? with that too? Tom, Tom, I know you want to see it again. <laughs> Tell me. Tell me why. <laughs> like, is it is at some point the Vikings are like, listen, we got to capitalize when we can. Like if it got like a trifecta, <laughs> you're just like, we did it, boys. Hang the banner. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get it if, done. If they, if they go back to back to back to business championships, I'm getting that T-shirt and framing it by God. <laughs> They're throwing a parade in downtown <laughs> Minneapolis. The birds yeah. will never be safe. Jesus, but, dude, how many Packer helmets do you got on that test? So what I do is I just collect a Packers hat every single time the Vikings choke away a victory. So I've amassed oh, kind God. of like a good collection here. It's it's pretty solid. Wow. <laughs> do you want me to hide the Super Bowl hats? I don't want. I don't want anyone. To get no, that's upset. okay. Okay. It's, better, okay. it's a better collection than Lynn Dickey has. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, we're five minutes in and we're throwing Lynn Dickey jokes. <laughs> Got him. So uh, bringing back uh, the fact that you guys, you know, you played really well up until like those last two minutes. I know talking to a lot of Vikings fans, some were like torn and were like, listen, like Zimmer just has to go. And that's why it's a conservative play calling. We need to move on. We're so defensively oriented and the defense was not up to par last year. Can you kind of like break down? kind of what was going on last year. And now that you have me, Kevin O'Connell that has now taken over kind of like what differences do you expect to see within the team? I'd like to see a 21st century offense for one. I mean, Mike Zimmer was when Mike Zimmer came to the Vikings was hired. I think he was the right coach at the right time. I mean, the, the, he was a defensive minded coach. The Vikings defense was atrocious. That was his, that was his, you know, big resume builder. Um, and the Vikings had a very good defense for a good part of his tenure, but he was stuck in the, Offense just needs to be good enough to score 17, 20 points and let the defense do the rest. <clears throat> and that's fine if you've got a really good defense. But the last two years, the Vikings defense was absolutely terrible. Last year, they they bottomed out. I mean, they were, I think, 32nd, just about every major statistical category or close to it. Uh, so it was it was obvious that that Zimmer and Spielman had to go. And and I, I like what they did with Kwesi Adolfo Mensa hiring as GM and Kevin O'Connell as a coach, offensive-minded coach. They've got a good offense. Great playmakers already. Let's see what he can do with it. 
I mean, it makes sense. The Vikings are always that team. Obviously, the Packers know them very well. It's like, but you have the trifecta on offense that like any team would be envious of. You have Adam Thielen, who's one of the best red zone targets in the NFL. Justin Jefferson, the only the only positive that I have of him being on your team is I just hope he bankrupts you guys with a new contract. That's the only thing, because otherwise he's burning the crap out of us. And you have Dalvin Cook, who's arguably a top five running back. So, like, can you explain to me, and is that part of the frustration with Zimmer, that it's like, hey, like, invest in this offense and, like, see, you know, if Kirk can start ripping it down the field a little bit and, like, utilizing these playmakers because we shouldn't be losing these close games. They uh, they've had that <clears throat> offensive trifecta even before, even way back with Teddy and Adrian Peterson. They had, they've had that for years and yeah. haven't been able to accomplish anything with it. Um. I, we've been frustrated, Ted and I, for the last few years with Zimmer and his lack of not being aggressive and his ass puckering in the last two minutes, coaching scared, just all that stuff combined. He lost those games because he didn't put his foot on the gas. You got to yeah. beat teams when they're down. And the, for some reason, he would call these really weird timeouts. Ted, the Kansas City game at Arrowhead, when yeah. the Vikings had the game sealed on the strip yeah. sack, but he called a timeout. I, I don't know. I just I reached the end of it. Like Ted said, he started out like gangbusters, Tom. But you know what? It happens to a lot of coaches like Dick Vermeil and the old guys. They go through a burnout stage, and that's what Zimmer hit. He burned out. Time to move on. And yeah. he lost the fire. They're always hungry the first year. Like O'Connell. Okay, when sure. O'Connell wins this game Sunday, he's going to have the fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And let's not even question whether the Vikings, the Vikings are going to win that game Sunday. So. I, I, heard, I heard there was like if. I heard the if. Don't worry. I'm going to make sure that that part's really loud in the, uh, the post edit. <laughs> uh, but for you guys, like heading in with a new regime, so you got a new GM, you got a new head coach, uh, the draft comes along. Yeah. And as a Packers fan, I'm confused because, you know, you trade away. Was it the 12th overall pick to the Lions? They go and get Jamison Williams, who you guys did not need, you know, right? But it seemed like the amount that you got back in terms of a top 15 pick really wasn't there. I think you still got like good players, but I'm just curious on what your thoughts are. Like when you're sitting there watching the draft going, oh, okay. You know, for me, Ted, 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 Ted. Yeah. Guy that hadn't taken a wide receiver in seven years is confused by our draft. Listen, okay. here's my thing. Listen, Drew, listen. It doesn't <laughs> no, matter no, if you ahead. take him in the first, the second, oh. the fourth, the eighth. Pull, hold up the towel again. That, that's, that's what you got, buddy. <laughs> Look, I got this from Equiminius St. Brown. <laughs> Is that his name? Equiminius St. Brown. Yeah, listen, he's on the Bears now, that guy. So. Oh, Bears. Look out for the Bears. There are four wins this year. I'm sorry, Ted, back to you. No, here's here's the thing. You you look at you look at that Lions Vikings trade in a vacuum. I, Drew and I have said uh, multiple times. You know, we we did our live draft show, uh, post draft recap that that trade in in the vacuum, the Vikings didn't get enough back. Yeah. However, that second round trade, no offense, but I think they they fleeced the Packers. They traded. Yeah. No, what, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. They traded thirty four for fifty three and fifty nine and. When you take and then later on in that that round they they traded um, fifty three seventy seven and one ninety two one of the picks we got from Green Bay for forty two and one twenty two they ended up with with a first round pick and a second round pick they ended up when it was all said and done with Lewisine Andrew Booth Jr Ed Ingram and linebacker Brian Azamoa out of Oklahoma with those picks and and the way they moved so when you take everything in total I thought 
the Vikings and Quasi Adolfo Mensa had a very good weekend. But I, I agree with you that, man, I, I wish they could have gotten maybe a, a second or third round pick or yeah. something next year. Right. But overall, I, I can't complain because they got seen who's going to be starting soon. Andrew Booth, um, who's going to be seeing some playing time Sunday. Ed Ingram, who won the right, right guard job in training camp. He's now a Viking starting right guard. And Brian Asamoa, who had a, a fantastic training camp. So I, I've got no complaints. Look at the draft of these guys compared to last year. Tom, yeah. all of our yeah. draft picks from last year are pretty much gone. Yeah. Yeah. They had four third round draft picks and three of them are, are got cut. They're gone. Listen, you know, it, you just took a page out of the, the Raiders playbook. It happens. You know, <laughs> you're just like, I'm going to get the, you just looked the wrong page. That's all it is. Got yeah. It. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Like the Packers, they were put in a position where they're like, oh crap, we need to go get Christian Watson. Right. Because that was their guy. And yes, you 100% took advantage of that. I was just more referring to like that first, because there's only so many top 15 picks that it's like, hey, maybe we could have gotten a little bit more value here. I mean, I know the Lions were very happy about it. Yeah, and you know, and, and this is kind of another pet peeve on, on social media and even <laughs> even among Vikings fans is that everybody says, man, the Vikings made a Detro- made made two trades and they gave um, they gave Detroit Jameson Williams, they gave Green Bay Christian Watson, and, and nobody's really taking into consideration that hey, maybe just maybe Lewis Seen, um, Andrew Booth Jr. and and a Caleb Evans, a guy they got in the fourth round that was all part of that mix as well might be good enough to to match up with those guys sure. in, in in the future. So, let's let's see how it plays out. Yeah, no, I 100%. I mean, Lewis Seam was a guy that I was seeing like coming out of college and I was like, "Oh, he's going to be good. You guys definitely needed secondary help." And to kind of talk about the differences between the team now, so the 2022 Minnesota Vikings as opposed to 2021, there seemed to be like a conscientious effort to be like, "Hey, Let's fix this defense. You go and you'll get a Zadarius Smith article coming out this week about how he is very excited to play the Green Bay Packers once again, right? You're shoring up the secondary like we just talked about. So what do you think are going to be some of like the main differences if you had to narrow it down between two and three, between last year's team and this year's squad? The Vikings were just confused last year. The whole Zimmer, Tom, you got to understand, Tom, the Zimmer thing left a gloom over the team. Yeah, Players didn't want to be there. Players in the locker room didn't have eh, people where there was a separation. Zimmer had who, the poopy britches thing going on. Nobody who was, was happy. your QB that Zimmer was just like, I've seen enough of him or I see him every day. Kellen Mond. After the Packers game in, in Lambeau last year. Yeah. So there, yes. there's a whole different winning culture that's, that's been, that's coming to Minnesota within since February. I mean, this whole people just say you hire a new coach, a new GM. It has, yeah. It's been a lot more than that. It's been a lot more than that. And I really feel, I think that's why Zadaria Smith is coming over here because he sees then you can play with Hunter and get a buttload of sacks and the, the Vikings are going to be more competitive. And let's say when they go to Lambo this field, they ain't going to have Sean Mannion, dude. So just to put that away right now, it's going to be a different story. I think the Vikings are, it just depends on their defense. Their defense was sure. horrible last year. Yeah. And I would imagine you would see, because we were talking about Zimmer and now compared to Kevin O'Connell, like you're going to see more of an emphasis, I would hope or assume on the offense to be like, hey, like we got the players, let's go. And speaking of players, so Kirk Cousins, who when you first signed him, I was I was pretty happy about that. We thought that deal was crazy with $84 million. And then some of these other deals down the line with other QBs gotten even crazier. But Kirk Cousins gets a lot of crap, and I will be very honest. I give him lots of crap, but statistically, he is not as bad as a lot of people are saying that he is. So what are, what are your thoughts on Cousins? Is he like the guy It's like, hey, you know what? At bare minimum, he's a good QB, and he can take us to where we got to go because we have the team around him to get to that destination. 
you know, Drew and I have, I, th- I think both of us have evolved somewhat on Kirk Cousins. Neither one of us were fired up about the, the signing. Um, his first couple of years were very shaky. He sort of started to win me over last year. He, he had, I think, five or six games that he led the Vikings on late that had the defense not collapsed or yeah. the kicker had not missed a kick, the Vikings would have won. And there would not be, uh, there would not be the Kevin O'Connell era starting Sunday. In, in Minnesota. Um, and, and for, for whatever, you know, whether you want to say he's the guy or he isn't the guy, he is the guy for at least the yeah. next two years. And, and for all of the, all of the criticisms I have given Kirk and for all the credit I have given Kirk, I, whether, and no matter what side of the fence you're on with him now, I would think most everybody would agree that this year he has no excuses. Sure. Kirk, the, the Kirk defenders in the bunker and the ver- to the very last person were like, well, it's always somebody else's fault. It's always the offensive line's fault. It's the yeah. uncreative play calling. It's whatever. He has everything he needs. He has a good offensive line. You talked about the great playmakers that the Vikings already have. He has a coach that he likes and that he's worked with. And, and not only likes, that he has a coach that does not openly detest him. I mean, Mike Zimmer had – he just literally hated yes. Kirk Cousins. And I'm sorry, no matter no matter what job you have, no matter how much money you make, if your boss hates you, it's going to affect your performance. You're not going to want to make a mistake because you're not going to want to get chewed out or whatever the a dynamic was. So he has no more excuses. He has a coach that's offensive-minded, that has a creative mind to, to generate points and yards. And if he cannot do it this year – with these playmakers and this coach, yeah. he will never do it. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. that's a, a solid way to put it. I mean, you have a couple of those guys throughout the league that are in that position, right? It's like the Jalen Hurts or like Tua. And I think Kirk Cousins can be in that conversation. It's like, hey, we got you your new coach. Like we have all these weapons. The offensive line is a lot better than what it was. Cause I remember <laughs> when that was like the major weak point of the Vikings, you have sure. a run game that you can rely on with Cook and Madison. So it's like, hey, it's put up or shut up time. Here's here's probably the answer I should have gave you the first time. You got you got Mike Zimmer knows nothing about offense, nothing. <laughs> Clint Kubiak, who's nothing more than a position coach or a water boy, being your offensive coordinator. There's nothing on that side of the ball. Kirk Cousins had no coordinator and a head coach who knew nothing about offense, and he still what finished finished tenth? Were they finishing offense? Tenth or eleventh? They were still a borderline top ten offense. Yeah. Last year. You take that garbage out, Tom. You bring in. <laughs> You bring in uh, the new staff with Wes Phillips as the OC, O'Connell calling the plays. It's a complete facelift. If 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 Cousins was that good with those crappy guys, what's he going to be with these guys? That's probably the answer. You better be ready. The Vikings can score 35-40 every week. Okay. I don't know how well, good the defense is going to be, but. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, they may have to score 35-40 per week, but as long as we give up only 30, we're solid. And, and that kind of points me to, before we look at Sunday's game, looking ahead at this season, like what are the expectations for the Minnesota Vikings from the fan base? Is it like, Hey, like we're going to be competing for the division title. Like we're looking at the playoffs. Can I, where are you guys at? I I don't know about Drew, but I I think um, before all the changes were made, I thought, I thought they were a borderline wildcard team, nine, nine ish wins. I I think they're very capable of winning. Uh, Again, the the big asterisk here is the defense. If the defense plays well, this is a 10 or 11 win football team. And I think they will be in contention for the division title. I, I really, I truly, firmly believe that, but a lot hinges on on how much the defense improves. How well, good are they going to be? The Viking fans, a good supply of them say we're not going to win any games because they're yeah. Viking fans. That's how they look at it before the season <laughs> even starts. 
Listen, if you have no expectations, you can't be disappointed. That's it. They got everything Ted just said. I think they're, I held Zimmer's feet to the fire and I said, yeah, that's a playoff roster. It's a better roster now. So Connell has to get him to the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's valid. I think you, the one thing that you do have, and we'll kind of jump into this next part here of like why the Vikings will win on Sunday. Right. So we'll kind of look at like why they'll win while they'll potentially lose. When we're looking at the winning aspect of it, you have a defensive line and edge rushers who can get after the QB, right? The Packers offensive line, little shaky right now. We don't know if David Bakhtiari is going to be back. We don't know if Elton Jenkins is going to be back. They're participating in team drills, which is great, but we don't know. Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari, baby. Last time that guy played, Sugar Ray had a top 10 hit. <laughs> last time that guy's been on the... It's okay. Bakhtiari. It's okay. We got we got the titles to cry ourselves to sleep with. That's it. Drew's <laughs> like, I will always have this towel. That's it. Well, every He's just like, I'm just down. waiting for the next one to print on out. I'll be first in line. If the house burns down, I guarantee this towel's gonna get out. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be the first thing. I- oh wait, you honey, and then the towel. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, you know, I mean, like, they could they can move themselves. It's fine. The towel is defenseless. So can you kind of explain to me just, like, in a, a few different statements, like, why you think the Vikings have a great shot to win it this Sunday against the Packers? For me, it's an improved defense. I, I, I think um, – I know Green Bay runs a, a base 3-4 as well, but it's a new defense. The Packers have never seen it before. They really don't have any film to go off of sure. from years past. You know, you talked about how well the Vikings and Packers know each other. I think the Vikings defense has an, has an advantage, at least for the first half of the game, um, doing things that, that Matt LaFleur and the Packers haven't seen before. If the offense gets on track pretty fast, um, I, I like the fact that it's at home for Minnesota. Everybody's fired up about the new coach, the new era, this this shiny, happy people, new vibe. Um, I, I, like, I like the momentum the Vikings have coming into this game, and if they can capitalize on that, um, and the, the defense confuses Aaron Rodgers and, and the offense enough, they'll be able to win this game. Yes. Drew's like, I concur. <laughs> no, I, got, I, got, I got the good and bad, and I can tell you why they're going to win or why they're going to lose. All right, so finish the win part, and then we'll jump into why they you potentially could lose. They're going to win because when it comes to the Packers-Vikings, whoever runs the ball more efficiently wins these games. I mean, it, it seems like it's been like that ever since 1975. Um <laughs> You know what Jones did in 2019 when he tore the Vikings a new B-hole with that 154-yard game. We know what he can do. We got Cook. You know, the Vikings, if they run the football better, and they're just their weapons on the outside, I think they're going to win it. They got the fans. They got the emotion. Kevin O'Connell, sure. we, we got to win. Zadarius Smith firing the defense boring. up. Zadarius Smith's going to be really – Zadarius Smith's going to be all over that locker room saying, we ain't losing this game. We lose sure. next week on Monday night to the Eagles, but we are not losing this game. <laughs> So that's an intangible that has to be taken into consideration. All that stuff. That's why I think the Vikings are going to walk away with the win. If it was in in uh, Green Bay, it'd be a different story for me. But sure. Well, because so kind of like to look at the inverse of that and why the Vikings like where the concern is. Is the majority of the concerns lying with the defense? Is there any concern? It's like okay, it's Kevin O'Connell's like big first game as like a head coach. Maybe there's going to be some learning curves. It is also September week one, right? That's where like the anomaly crazy things happen. So sure. you kind of never know. Because so what are you kind of honing in on and being like, oh, this is the kind of stuff that I'd be concerned about, whether it's on the Packers side or it's on the Vikings. Uh, this is where I'm. This is what I'm worried about. First off. Everybody needs to watch this game. Out of the eight linebackers that are playing, seven of them are like pro bowlers. This is linebacker. This is a great linebacking game if you're a linebacker. Oh, yeah. You, you want to learn. Packers have four of the best. Vikings with Kendricks, and, and it's going to be good. 
Where, what concerns me is Kenny Clark running over half our center, who's only half a player, and burying that guy. I'm really worried about the interior of the, of the of that being a real big mismatch with Kenny Clark. I'm also worried about are the corners going to be ready to take on Aaron Rodgers because that guy is a wizard back there. He'll play you right out of position. He'll play you out of position. He'll get you out of position. Yeah. So they got to lean heavily on Eric Kendricks and Harrison Smith, but I'm worried about the young corners dealing with Aaron Rodgers. Who, that guy is amazing back there, but those are my two main concerns. Yeah. Um, for me, I, yeah, I agree about Kenny Clark. I also, you know, we talked about the Vikings defense. They were they were just absolutely atrocious against the run last year. And, and Drew brought up the point about being the, the team that can run the ball better usually wins. If the Vikings cannot at least somewhat make – the Packers offense one dimensional and I look putting the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands it, it isn't the greatest option but um if Aaron Jones consistently has his runs consistently have Green Bay and second four third and two it's going to be a long day for the Vikings defense and I don't think I don't if they can't stop Aaron Jones they're not going to win the game and Dylan that's what I was going to put in. Cause like right now, I mean, right. like, cause you had people with like nagging injuries the past couple of years, you know, Dylan hadn't really come along now. I mean, like that's kind of going to be a, a, I don't want to say like a staple, but it's kind of going to be a staple of that offense. Right. So you have Aaron Jones, you have AJ Dylan and looking at the run defense of the Vikings last year, you know, if that's going to be put to the test, like immediately, especially as we have very new wide receivers <laughs> that we're, you know, attempting to work out. Yeah. I mean, I'm very interested in this game just because, it's kind of uh, hey, like where are we? Like what kind of Packers team are you going to see? Because it might look different. We're not focusing on Devonte Adams, obviously, because he's gone. And then in terms of the Vikings, it's like hey, you still have that offensive firepower. Is the defense able to catch up or at least limit enough points that they could potentially pull off the? What what are those? What are you concerned about? Give me the reason the Packers are going to win. Then I can hold the towel up and laugh at you. I got reason. you. Okay. So <laughs> honestly, one of the biggest things is going to be Kenny Clark. I think Bradbury. Yeah. yeah, he he could cause some problems. But the biggest thing in terms of that defensive line is finally and this has been a long time coming as a Packers fan we have rotational guys that we can put next to Kenny Clark right we got Jaron Reed who's going to be a big one TJ Slayton who was a pick last year Devontae Wyatt who was a first round pick who's coming along slow in camp you know I don't think you're going to see too much of him but I know Rashawn Gary for example like he went on a tear last year and is just getting better and better love me some Rashawn Gary uh Preston Smith Tom (laughs) <laughs> yeah, trust me, I know. I oh, am very, very aware. We gotta do this on his show. We do this enough <laughs> on our show. You gotta be you gotta come and do this on his show. Go Bucks. What whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. You know, it's fine. It's fine. Um uh yeah, so I think but that defense, but then also the secondary, I think the Packers could have a top five secondary, potentially even top three. Jair Alexander coming back. I mean, that can't be overstated how great that he is. On top of that, you have Rasul Douglas and Eric Stokes who are back there. Three very good corners. You have Amos and Savage who are back there as well. And then we have actual middle linebackers now. Campbell, who had like an all-pro year last year. On top of that, Quay Walker, our first-round draft pick, looked really good in camp. So, you know, the defense is kind of where I'm the most excited. And you might just see like a running football team. Oh, and also like a back-to-back MVP at QB. So, like, I think that there's enough nuance there and it might be enough smash-mouth football on the defensive side to get us the win. Now, in terms of losing, uh, Dalvin Cook, who every now and then decides to absolutely destroy us and has been the reason why you guys have won some of those games, literally sure. just Dalvin Cook. Yep. Yep, um, sure. That's one. Even though our run defense did get better last year, 
two is Justin Jefferson. I mean, the guy is just a monster. Like he has torn up our secondary. It doesn't matter how good we perform against other teams. Like Justin Jefferson is just that dude. And I'm okay admitting that because I wanted him in the draft. So that's totally fine. Uh, on top of that, you know, we do, like I said, we have young guys on top of that. Alan Lazard just got stepped on. So like, we don't know if he's going to play. So you might just have like Romeo Dobbs out there, Sammy Watkins out there, Randall Cobb. So it might just be like kind of a hodgepodge of wide receivers. And while I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, if you do make them one dimensional, those receivers have to be ready to play. I I think your receiver group is without Devonte Adams and, and look, Christian Watson may be good, but Sammy Watkins is just a guy. Randall Cobb is just a guy. They just seem very pedestrian, and and I I hate to say this with Aaron Rodgers, but um, as your as your guy pulling the trigger, but it, it's it's going to be a very good test for this young Viking secondary to see sure. to see how they how they stack up. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers makes wide receivers better, he right? Does. Just because of him being who he is, like you said, because he literally can get guys open <laughs> just with his eyes. So he can do that. It's just going to be, okay, how much of a learning curve is there going to be? Because Sammy Watkins, a veteran, but brand new to the offense. On top of that, Christian Watson, probably not going to play. There's some potential he doesn't. But Romeo Dobbs had a really nice preseason. You know, we'll see how the young kid can do. There is definitely some question marks there. And I'm more curious to see the differences between our teams when we meet the second time later down the season, because then I think we'll have a better idea for both of us what the identity of our teams are. Yeah, sure. I too. yeah, I, yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd buy that. Sure. Yeah. He makes, so, he, makes, he makes his receivers look better, but he also makes defensive backs look bad. You yeah. know what Rodgers beats you? Rodgers beats, and I tell Viking fans this all the time. When Rodgers gets flushed out of the pocket, he gets flushed out of the pocket. All the defenders, the corners, they leave their man. Yep. And then he hit, he can't leave your, the number one rule when you play him, and Zimmer used to tell his, the guys this, don't leave your man. Don't leave him open because that's where Rodgers makes his bread. I mean, he's killer at that. He is killer at that. So Extending the play. Yep. Yeah, Rodgers has always been, like, incredible on that. That so. sideline pass he made against Dallas a few years ago, like 40 Jared yards. Cook, baby. There it is. That, that is, that's what he does to you right there. Yeah, exactly. So to kind of, like, summarize, you know, what are your guys' predictions for the game? You know, whether you want to do, like, a points thing or whether you want to do in terms of just, like, you know, how you think it's going to turn out. I'm not going to do a points thing. I I, I think the Vikings are going to win. I, I I just really like the the momentum that has been built up this offseason. Um, I, I think Green Bay. I think losing Devontae Adams is going to be a bigger deal than is is being let on. I I I'm not too familiar with it, Tom. But there was a thing in camp where where Rodgers called out the wide receivers or something, yeah. and then he had to have a sit down with them the next day and say, "Look, it's really not that bad," or or I something like that. Um, I just, the, the Packers defense is good, but, but I, I think the Vikings offense matches up with them very well. You mentioned Justin Jefferson, but Adam Thielen's still pretty good. Oh, KJ yeah. Osborne really emerged last year. Irv Smith Jr. is coming back. There are the, the Vikings have enough skill guys to, to find a mismatch somewhere. And Kevin O'Connell is a guy that is, is good at taking advantage of mismatches. So I, I, I like the Vikings. He did what? Oh, Al Michaels. Whenever these teams get together, it's my favorite two games of the year. It yeah. was when I was a kid. It is now. And just like the power of Mr. Tommy Kramer, <laughs> if you see there, my buddy Tommy Kramer, Kirk Cousins is going to be carving them up like Tommy did back in Lamblo. Okay. I got the Vikings uh, 
winning by a field goal. It's always a field goal game, Ted. Tom, oh, man. buddy, that's, that's nerve-wracking, huh? Yeah, got to make those field goals. 30, 38, <laughs> 35, 35. If we need to, we'll get Ryan Longwell back in here. <laughs> Just bring him back. It's fine. That's uh, it. It's going to be a hell of a test. going to be a hell of a game. And these are two teams, I think, well, everybody's picking the Packers to win the NFC, but I think the Vikings are going to be sneaky good. This is this is a great start for O'Connell. If he starts yeah. out against yeah. the Falcons or somebody or the Jaguars, people are going to say, yeah. well, that's the Falcons. He's yeah. starting out. You're, you're taking on the best week one. So it's a good challenge for him. It's a good challenge for us. I think we sneak out the win um, in this particular game. I know that sounds homerific, but uh, oh, oh, before we go, tell Matt LaFleur I got a Vikings. <laughs> he has to put it together, though. It's kind of a puzzle. But I saved Listen, that. I saved that I, for I LaFleur because I know LaFleur likes to do puzzles in his off time. Listen, I know you guys just hired Kevin O'Connell because you needed somebody to compete with most handsome coach in the league. I, I see what you guys are doing. I see what you're doing. <laughs> uh, you know, listen, I'm just saying, you know, we can, we can start pulling things out. Like, we got Vikings voodoo dolls. We got we got the works over here. So, like, we – I hey, think what that – What's the biggest hate for Packers fans? The, we don't, of, we don't of, talk to a lot of Packers. What is the thing they hate the most about the Vikings? Oh, 100%. It's going to be the celebration of like breaking collarbones and things like that. Like the fact that like that's the <laughs> newspaper. So I'll tell you a really quick story. Go for it. Go for it. I don't remember what paper it was, but it was in some paper. Like it was like the highlights of like the 2010s or something like that. And like on it for Minnesota was that tackle of Anthony Barr on Aaron Rodgers. And lots of Packer fans were very upset. So I saw that. And instead of getting really angry, what I did is I went to a Minnesota charity that gives out guide dogs to like people who are homebound or children who are sick. And we raised $3,000 to name the dog Lambo. So nice. somebody in okay. Minnesota now has a guide dog named Lambo. And I was That's like, good. That's very there's, cool. that, there's that, there's like the pettiness that it's like, Hey, I hate you guys, but I'm going to do it in such a way that's so petty and good. I, I think that video you're talking about was actually put out by the Vikings after Anthony Barr signed with the Jets. And and even I, I kind of – Oh, that one because- too. Yeah, that one was a that was the most recent one. Yeah, oh, okay, no, this okay. one was from a few years ago. It was like in a oh, newspaper okay, okay. and they were just like highlighting the 2010s, the best stuff for Minnesota sports. And I was like, really, guys? Like that was it? Like Drew's <laughs> holding up his towel and he's like, back-to-back division champs. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, come on now. <laughs> I'm spoiled, Tom. Back from back in six, spoiled. No, 68 to 78, Bud Grant won the division 10 years in a row. That's what Ted and I grew up with. There you go. So we're trying to hang on to all that stuff. <laughs> oh, man, so you guys are living in the past more than the Bears right now. Like, that's, yeah. that's where that is. <laughs> but see, like, they only got one year. They got 1985, and that's all they got. At least, we at least have a decade to kind of – look back on and say man that was pretty cool that was nice we're coming back was- though we're coming back we're gonna give the pack to run for their money this year they're not gonna run away with the division by halloween again like they have yeah. been yeah it's it's so weird you say that because i have heard that for the past decade so like maybe one of these times like it'll it'll actually <laughs> <laughs> come on oh, kill us ted ted we got ted 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 uh, but guys, okay. it has been an absolute. Oh, hold on, what do we got? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Come on now, you don't want nothing to do with nobody's Johnny Randall. Never, never. <laughs> this has been fun. Thanks for having me on here. This man. was great, guys. I really appreciate you coming on. Can you tell the people uh, where they can find you, all the things that you do, and where they can check you out? 
Sure. We got, uh, we've got our YouTube channel, Vikings Report, Drew and Ted. Just went over 12,000 subscribers. Uh, I Hopefully some of, some of the uh, hundreds of thousands of Tom Grossi uh, subscribers will come over and just check us out from time to time. Yes. Like to, if, if you kind of figured out what we do, we like to have fun. We like to inform. Um, we're not, we're not deep into PFF stats, but we, we give you a good preview each week. We, uh, um, we talk about Vikings news. We got a couple of cool games going on. Um, we have a week, a couple of weekly fantasy football challenges, the, the John Randall Jersey, um, that Drew just held up that goes to the winner of our fantasy football contest at the end oh. of the year. Um, we've got, uh, we've got our, our webpage just went up. Uh, Ruby Drew's wife is our producer, um, vikingsreport.com that has all our links to, to, our social media. Um, you can find us on Facebook. My my Twitter handle is at Purple Buckeye. The show handle is at Report Ted Two T's. Um, you've got we've got uh, our merchandise over there. That Vikings report with Drew and Ted coffee mug you can buy. Can't can't top it. Who, Not the uh, Lafleur one. The Lafleur <laughs> one. Get my mug for your mug is what I like to say. Get the coffee. So all all that stuff. Vikingsreport.com. Yeah. Uh, we're also affiliated with purplepainforms.com. We're their official podcaster, their official message board. And just had a, a whole bunch of tremendous growth in the year and a half we've been on. And, and thanks so much for having us on and letting us talk about this stuff. And it had a great time. Awesome, guys. No, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, this is a lot of fun. We'll definitely uh, we'll do some stuff. I, I Just one quick question. So you said the fantasy winner, they win that Randall, that jersey? Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I thought like the pandemic was over and people didn't need toilet paper anymore. Or is oh, that something you're just like, no, well, well, that's it. That's it. Book me a flight. Hey, wake up. Book me a flight. We got it. Me and Tom going to have a little sit down. You know what I mean? We're just having a chat. I just want to talk to him. I just want to talk to him. I just want to talk to him. Me and pack ass. We're going to have a little sit down. That's it. I got the toilet paper for my pack ass. That's it. Uh, <laughs> But guys, thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate you, folks. Thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassi. And as always, go back, go. Go!